Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, January 14th. Coming up today on the show, one of the more underrated rivalries in college basketball, Tennessee and Kentucky, gets renewed on Saturday. We take a look at the crumbling AFC South division around the Tennessee Titans, but we begin with exactly how Tennessee Titans fans should be watching wildcard weekend and which team should they be rooting for to come to Nashville next weekend. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. There is zero reason for you to make any decisions about your house without speaking to them. You may not use them, but they're going to help you in the process. So check them out, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group. Buildkg.com is the website. So how should the Titans be watching wildcard weekend in the NFL? Tennessee cannot face the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs in the second round of the playoffs, so that's the great news. And the good news is is that there are more than a few potential matchups that Mike Vrabel and company would be more than happy to see when they take the field in two weekends. The Titans' possible opponents are the Raiders, Steelers, Bengals, and Patriots. The Las Vegas Raiders might be the top choice. Derek Carr has been solid this year, had a career year, but the rest of the team outside of tight end Darren Waller and maybe Hunter Renfro isn't all that scary. The rushing attack isn't all that scary. The depth isn't all that scary. They're missing their head coach, and the defense is 19th against the run. Max Crosby is probably the biggest concern, and that's about it. The biggest possible point spread for the Titans might be the Raiders, making them probably the least concerning matchup on the field. However, the Las Vegas Raiders can only come to Nashville if the Bills and Chiefs also win. So in reality, Pittsburgh might actually be the team fans should be rooting for the most. Despite the regular season outcome in which Pittsburgh won in the Steel City back in Week 15, the Steelers are an excellent option for the Titans. If Big Ben can somehow go into Kansas City and win, the Steelers are locked into a trip to Nashville as the lowest possible seed in the AFC. The Titans turned the ball over four times in an ugly low-scoring loss a few weeks ago, but there was no A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, or home field advantage for the two-tone blue in that game. The Steelers are the worst rushing defense in the entire NFL and struggled to go down the field with Roethlisberger's right arm essentially dangling from his shoulder at this point. Yes, the pass rush led by TJ Watt is terrifying, but it's not an overly scary matchup, and I imagine that Mike Vrabel would be extra motivated in a rematch against his former team. And possibly more importantly, a game against Pittsburgh also means that the Titans' top competition in the AFC, the Chiefs, would already be eliminated. Which, of course, leaves the Bengals and the Patriots, which provide extremely different concerns and challenges for the Titans. The Bengals are insanely talented on offense and have weapons all over the field. The Titans don't want to play in shootouts, and getting into a game like that against Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon sounds treacherous. But that Cincinnati defense is a major liability, and Zach Taylor is a complete unknown from a coaching standpoint. So the Bengals are a tricky matchup with lots of offensive upside, but lots of question marks and no defense. The Patriots, quite the opposite, will obviously be extremely difficult defensively. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, and they have a physical rushing attack that travels. And if they were to come to Nashville off a win over Buffalo, well, that means they would have played arguably the best game of the season, and that rookie Mac Jones likely played a near-perfect game as well. Seeing Buffalo get eliminated would be the only silver lining in a New England type of matchup. For my money, the Patriots would create the smallest point spread and the most difficult game. And that has nothing to do with the destruction the Titans suffered at the hands of the Patriots back on Thanksgiving weekend up in Foxborough. So what would be my final order? I might vote Pittsburgh 1, Raiders 2, Bengals 3, and Patriots 4 in that order. So watch and enjoy the games as you see fit. 
The Raiders-Bengals game will be the first of the weekend at 3.30 on Saturday with the Patriots-Bills game in primetime on Saturday night. Sunday will feature two NFC games, Eagles-Bucks at noon, Niners-Cowboys at 3.30 before the Pittsburgh-Kansas City matchup caps the evening. And remember, we've got a Monday night playoff game for the first time ever as the Cardinals and Rams wrap up wildcard weekend. I'm not sure how I feel about the Monday night playoff game just yet, but three straight nights of playoff football does sound pretty damn good on its face. Let the games begin, folks. As we head into the first round of the NFL playoffs, in which no AFC South teams will participate, it's probably worth noting that while the Titans are busy overcoming injuries and adversity to secure the best record in the AFC, that the rest of the division continues to get worse. The Texans fired head coach David Culley on Thursday, and by all accounts, it was a total mercy killing. He knew what he was getting himself into with the Deshaun Watson situation, the front office situation, and the roster situation. By all accounts, a guy who may never have gotten a chance to get a head coaching job in his career likely overachieved by winning just four games this season, as crazy as that sounds. Was he ever going to turn the roster around? Was he ever going to be the answer long term? Of course not. But he wanted to put some good reps on tape. And let's be honest, Cully didn't conjure up images of Bill Belichick. But if I'm an NFL front office executive, I probably do think higher of Cully today after 2021 than I did before he was hired. So in that sense, it might have been the right call for him to take the gig, knowing full well what the likely outcome would be. So the Texans are right back where they started last season. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a bunch of total clowns who already fired their first-year head coach just 13 games into his completely predictable scandal-ridden tenure in Duval County. And the Colts, well, they just lost to the Jags in a win-or-go-home situation because the big-name quarterback acquisition wasn't good enough. Obviously, the Colts are vastly superior to the Jags and the Texans. But questions about how much GM Chris Ballard trusts Carson Wentz are being raised. The numbers for Wentz on their face were very solid this year. 27 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Nothing wrong with that. But every time you watched him play, the things your eyes saw never matched up with those numbers. And the Colts squandered one of the best offensive lines in football and Jonathan Taylor as they got two games worse this year from last season. So look around, Titans fans, and soak it up. You are the best team in the AFC, and everywhere you look in the division is complete dysfunction. Obviously, things change fast in the NFL, but for now, there is no reason to think that this Titans combination of John Robinson and Mike Vrabel shouldn't continue to keep their hands wrapped around the division's jugular. Obviously, most of the eyes in sports are on the NFL this weekend with the playoffs kicking up, but it is a huge, spectacular weekend for college basketball in the SEC. We had Josh Ward on the show yesterday to preview the Tennessee-Kentucky matchup, number 22 Volunteers at number 18 Kentucky. The front court going to be a huge concern for the Tennessee Volunteers as they go on the road against what could be one of John Calipari's most veteran and most established and dynamic teams we've seen uh, in quite some time. And maybe I'm being a complete homer here, but as a Tennessean, somebody in the Southeast, I I feel like the Kentucky-Tennessee rivalry over the last 15 or 20 years, has been one of the most undervalued in all of college basketball with the way Bruce Pearl's teams were playing, now with the way Rick Barnes has that program going. It's mostly about Tennessee being good. Kentucky is always good, so it's not ever a question about the Wildcats. It's more about can Tennessee sort of keep up and make this rivalry good, and I don't think there's a a more hated college basketball rivalry in the Southeast than Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm not including Duke and North Carolina. Obviously, North Carolina is in the Southeast, but it's not technically an SEC footprint state. So, you know, obviously some semantics there, but 
I think I could argue Tennessee and Kentucky is as good a rivalry as any in the Southeast period across the board. So obviously love having that game on Saturday. That one, of course, at at noon central time is tip off there on Saturday. So you can kind of watch that game before the playoffs get started. Um, You've got a one o'clock tip off with Arkansas and LSU. You've got Florida and South Carolina, Texas A&M and Missouri. Number 24, Alabama at Mississippi State at 5 p.m. Vanderbilt at Georgia. That's a bad Georgia team. So that's an opportunity for a win for Vanderbilt. And then number four, Auburn at Old Mississippi at 730 to wrap up the Saturday slate. The Grizzlies, after their win against Minnesota on Thursday evening, will try to extend their 11-game winning streak over the weekend with a game against the Dallas Mavericks on Friday at that one tip-off at 9 p.m. They do not play again until Monday afternoon, MLK Day, against the Bulls at 2.30. And, of course, your first place, Nashville Predators, have that very interesting noon start time, central time. They're on the road against the Boston Bruins, an extremely skilled and talented Boston Bruins team. That one at noon on Saturday should be a really interesting matchup for the Preds going on the road as the best team in the Western Conference. So there is some other stuff to keep an eye on. The NFL playoffs will take up all of the oxygen in the room, but there is still plenty of other good stuff to pay attention to this weekend. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group. You guys know the drill. Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned, custom home and remodeling firm. There is zero reason for you to make any decisions about your house without speaking to them. You may not use them, but they're going to help you in the process. So check them out, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group. Buildkg.com is the website. Thank you guys all for listening. Have a great weekend. Watch some NFL football. Enjoy some hockey. Got some college hoops as well. Make sure you're checking out the Grizzlies. And make sure you check out all the other great shows across the 440 Sports Network as well as the YouTube page. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 440 for Friday, January 14th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler.